Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome in. 610 Sports Radio. Lock it up. Noon to four. Nick Schrute, Schwart, Sherbert, all the above. Dusty Likens, Grant Nicholson. We've got you from noon until four. And then at four o'clock, it is, of course, Chiefs pregame. And you can catch all that action. 610 Sports Radio. You can also check that out also on our sister station, 1065. The Wolf, uh, the beautiful sounds of Mitch Holtis, Josh Klingler, Danon Hughes. I think Jay Binkley's somewhere sprinkled in there. I'm sure he'll text me the exact time. Is he in the building? He yes. is in the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Binkley is here. Should we have him come in at some point today? Intermittently. Know. That's up to you, Jay Southland, Toe Service, text line 913-576-7610. Um, hopefully you all just enjoyed Unicero and Levine. Um, as it is Nick and myself, as we get you set up for Chief Steelers, gorgeous day um, outside. Can't is complain. It? I'm a big uh, three-day snow guy. First three days of snow, fantastic. After that, disgusting. It gets <laughs> sludgy. Yeah. It looks gross. But don't worry, it's all going to be gone by Wednesday because I'm pretty sure it's going to be like 40 degrees on Monday and 50 degrees on Tuesday. Can we just do weather for this first segment? No. Because I can't guess the weather. You don't want to at least hear him out on that? What sort of weather segment does he have? I'd be curious. I don't have anything else prepared. Do you know who the biggest weather guy is in sports? Mike Trout. Didn't see that coming. Just saying. Wait, what? You didn't know that Mike Trout is a huge weather guy? When you say huge weather guy, like he's interested in weather? Like if he didn't play baseball, he'd be a meteorologist in Philadelphia. That's his words, not mine. That's a fact. Yes. Okay. Just saying. Again, it's the most jacked weatherman ever. And sexy. I mean, he'd be up there with Lezak. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Dude, Lezak is shredded. I've seen pictures. Is he? Yeah, he's like huge, like buff. Um, but anyways, Chiefs Steelers, that's the important part. We saw what happened yesterday. We'll talk about some games that we uh the games that happened yesterday. There was a lot of um key notes from that Buffalo Patriots game that I want to see the Chiefs kind of take in full stride, including including something that we'll talk about here in a little bit called ruthless aggression that I've tried to carry for a while, uh, if you've listened to Red Reaction Show, which will be back Monday night, 8 o'clock, 610 Sports Radio, uh, following tonight's game against the Steelers. But, Nick, something that I've, I've kind of always said that I think is, is very important for the Chiefs this year is that tonight it kind of begins that revenge tour. And what I mean by that is that in the regular season, we have gotten to a point 
from watching the Chiefs and seeing the Chiefs play that that the first 17 or 18 weeks, however many weeks they play in a season now, really don't matter. Um, it seems that every year Andy Reid can shovel out 11, 12, 13, sometimes 14 wins a season. He's got the regular season figured out. And it would appear that since he's had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, he's kind of got the postseason figured out. And in the first year that this team kind of got going, it was the heartbreak loss to Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and, and the stories that came out of that game, the AFC Championship game, where it was like, okay, Mahomes had the 50-touchdown year, he was the MVP, and then Tom Brady came to your house, and he beat you. And that was kind of like the, okay, whatever. And then the next year you got into the system, you did it again in the regular season, Mahomes gets hurt but only misses like one game, comes back, and the defense is somewhat fixed, and they win the Super Bowl. And then the next year is the quote-unquote run-it-back season. Everybody used that. We used it as a show with Pete Sweeney. And then all of a sudden, when it gets to the run-it-back season, you again lose to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, and then you're now faced with this season, which started off very weird. It was a three-and-four start in the first seven weeks. Everyone was kind of wondering if the Chiefs would even be a wild card, if they could even get back to the division. And then when it's all over and you fast-forward the clocks, the Chiefs are 12-5. and five. They win the AFC West. They find themselves in the two-seed, very close to being the one-seed. And it's now the revenge tour. And it's been that way, I think, the entire year. It just took a little bit to kind of get things going. It took a little bit to kind of get this team one foot in front of the other and kind of figure out their identity. Because one thing's true, when people get beat and they get beat bad by a team, the rest of their season, they try to figure out how they can compete. And you're seeing that with Buffalo. You're seeing that with Cincinnati. You're seeing that with Tennessee. Now Tennessee being the one seed. But when you see teams like the Chiefs go into this season, you have to think that it all started from when they lost to Tampa Bay. And to kind of give that a division um, analogy, I saw a video the other day where Brandon Staley was talking to the Chargers. He's like, I haven't even gone to bed yet. I haven't done anything except think about how this disappointing season ended and how like how we finished and how we should have been in the playoffs and all that. That was the Chiefs this year, but when it was getting to the Super Bowl because the talent's still on the field, Number 15 still your quarterback. He's not even 27 years old. And Andy Reid's still shelling out wins left and right. So I think this season is solely on revenge tour. And what better way to start than a Pittsburgh Steelers team who comes into your house, who is what a lot of people would say the worst seed. And now the Chiefs have a chance to start that revenge tour tonight because the last time the Steelers came to this stadium and played in the playoffs, they didn't score a touchdown and they still won. Yeah, it's interesting because the NFL is not set up for teams to be able to enter a season with the mentality of the season starts in January. Our season starts in January. Yeah. The NFL is set up for teams to go 500. And the Chiefs now with a franchise quarterback, the equation changes a little bit. If I would have told you, like you said, before the season, if I would have said, okay, Dusty, Chiefs are going to go 12 and five this year. They're going to be the two seed in the AFC. None of that would have been surprising to you. You'd be like, okay, yeah, makes sense. But the context matters here. The context of in the, in the regular season, if I would have told you they're going to lose to all the teams that we deem to be contenders in the AFC and with the chargers and the Ravens didn't end up panning out, but early in the season, they certainly looked like they were going to be of that class. Same thing for Tennessee, same thing for Buffalo 
And then all of a sudden, by week 17, Cincinnati establishing themselves with the win over the Chiefs as being one of those contenders. And that's the part that's so interesting to me because the final result of what of the regular season was what we kind of expected it to be, but they didn't go about it the way we thought they would. I don't think anybody thought that this team was going to open the first month and a half of the season tracking towards being one of the statistically worst defenses in NFL history. I mean, that's how bad the numbers were. And at that point, nobody would have been able to convince you that over the next two months, they were going to look like a top five defense in the NFL. And that throughout the season, there were going to be fluctuations from the efficiency and the production of of Patrick Mahomes and this offense, because we didn't know this shift that we were going to see league wide with how defenses are playing these elite quarterbacks yet. Here we are at the start of the postseason. You have a home game. You don't get the first round by, but you have a, a home game against a really, really bad Steelers team. So part of me is like the revenge tour does start today. It Because it's tough for me to take Pittsburgh seriously as a threat in the AFC, I'm almost just like, okay, could they, could they sleepwalk through this? And maybe we'll get into that in a bit. But you're right. Like this revenge tour now where you in all likelihood, if you win today, you're going to have to go and beat two quarterbacks and two teams who beat you in the regular season. So it's not just a revenge tour like we thought it would be before the season of exacting revenge for the way the Super Bowl went a season ago. Yeah. But in the process, it's getting revenge over the teams that took care of business against you in the regular season. Yeah, and I think the best part about that is when you look at the, the season that did unfold is that when when Baltimore beat the Chiefs, you could just tell that that was something that they had that was so high on their pedestal. Like, this is how different the Chiefs are compared to everybody else. Remember the way we talked about those games yeah. ahead of time, though? Right. And we it were was, like, oh, the Chiefs own these guys. The right. Chiefs own Lamar. The Chiefs own Josh Allen. Well, of course, because Josh Allen had never beaten the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson had never beaten the Chiefs. And even when the Raiders beat the Chiefs last year in week five and they took the the extra lap mm-hmm. or whatever it may have been with the bus, look what happened to, to give – statistical proof look what happened to teams that that showed out against the chiefs as their super bowl right buffalo really 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 wanted to beat the chiefs this year they did and then buffalo kind of slipped baltimore beat the chiefs this year and then obviously the injuries sent baltimore and to hell in a handbasket very very quick but the thing about this is is that's where i think when we look at this revenge tour as we give this the narrative of the Chiefs' season this this year is that the Chiefs' goal every single year is Super Bowl. Play in the second week of February or whenever that this week, this year it's like February 13th. But it's to get to the Super Bowl every single year. Those other teams, they're not there. It's always, let's beat the Chiefs and then we can kind of set up where we yeah. want to go. And if you look at how this year has become like maybe revenge tour type two, you and I both agree, because we talked about this at, at Cinderblock Brewing with Binkley, is that you and I both agree that if the Chiefs win today, they're going to play Buffalo. And they're going to get Buffalo at Arrowhead or GEHA field, whatever you want to call it. Get it right. And then Cincinnati's going to go play Tennessee. I'll go on the record right now and tell you that Cincinnati's going to beat Tennessee. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Right? Yeah. And Cincinnati then will be going to either Buffalo or Kansas City. Or maybe they'll go to I can't I can't remember Buffalo maybe a higher seat I believe they're higher Buffalo's seat. Buffalo's a three seat yeah so they're either going to go to Buffalo or they're going to go to Kansas City. That being stated, there's two revenge tours in this because if you beat Pittsburgh like you should today, take care of business, then you are going to get your revenge on Josh Allen and Buffalo, and then you're going to get your revenge 
possibly on Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And the way that the Buffalo Bills beat you this year, bad taste in your mouth. The way Cincinnati beat you, their best player had to have 266 and three touchdowns just to have a chance to beat you by three. Yeah, because we, we, we're going to make these, and we're not doing, again, we're not doing it this week because nobody takes the Steelers seriously. But starting next week, that equation is going to change if and when the Chiefs win tonight. But the, the, the buildup that we'll do in the five days before that game of going through these individual matchups, going back and, and revisiting the regular season game, where does this team have the advantage? Where does that team have the advantage? Like w- when it comes to revenge, when it comes to this time of year, there's one thing that we know about the Chiefs that we don't know about anybody else. They're built for this. Yeah. They are built for these moments. Josh Allen, great regular season. Congratulations. Last year didn't mean much. All of a sudden, a little bit of regression from your quarterback, yet the Bills look like a better team. Joe Burrow, all of a sudden, hottest quarterback in the league to end the regular season. He has, early in his career, looked like one of those dudes, right? One of those guys that seems to be unflappable, not bothered by the big moments. In fact, he seems to thrive in them. It's fantastic. We've seen Mahomes do it under these lights, under this pressure. We haven't seen those guys do it when it really matters. That is a massive advantage because I think on paper, if it is the Chiefs Bills next week, you could make a strong case that the Bills are the better team. That's great. But have do you have it in you to do it this time of year? We know the Chiefs are built for these moments. We don't know about that for any other team in the AFC. Speaking of built for this moment, one thing that always seems to come out in the playoffs are a few guys or a few players on this defense. We'll get to that when we get back. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in in a few minutes. (laughs) Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Buccaneers take an early lead against Philly, seven nothing. Is the, has there ever been a game cares? more universally boring, where one team uh, had the support of the entire NFL fan base? Has there ever been a game where two quarterbacks are completely at opposite ends of their career and one will never ever catch the other? Which one is which in this? My God, conversation. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Nick Schwartz with Grant Nicholson. You are listening to Six Ten Sports Radio. Did we settle on a title? For this program today. 
The Super Wild Card Playoff Show Edition on 610 Sports Radio. All right, write that down so I don't forget it. That's tough. It's going to change. I wouldn't, I, don't, I wouldn't say that I'm worried. I wouldn't say that I'm concerned. I would say that I am. I have noted that we have seen some tangible regression from the Chiefs defense these last two weeks. Really, if you want to go back four weeks ago, um, starting with the Chargers game. But to be fair, no Chris Jones. That was when the Chiefs were getting hit pretty hard with COVID protocols. So I'm willing to expunge that from the record if you are. Let's just look at these last two weeks, right, where Jamar Chase torched your secondary for four quarters, had a historic performance. And then even against the Broncos, Drew Drew Locke out there looking like Lamar Jackson and Melvin Gordon looking like Eric Dickerson. Like That's a little problematic for this defense heading into the postseason. Now, I'm not saying that I think that all of a sudden they're going to go back to being that defense we saw early in the year. But even when the Chiefs were reeling their midseason, I I don't know how much you were buying into the idea that this was legitimately a top-five defense in the NFL. And I think in the end, when you kind of put it all together, this is a middle of the pack defense, which is fine. It's good enough to be a Super Bowl caliber defense. You don't need to have a top five, top 10 unit to win a Super Bowl. Helps. What you need, though, man, is you need your stars to play like stars. You need the guys who are taking up the largest chunks of your salary cap to go out and earn that money. And it's three guys. It's three guys. We know who they are. Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark. I have absolutely no concerns whatsoever that Chris Jones is going to show up. I know his postseason production is lacking. We looked this up before the show. I, I knew that he had missed some time in the postseason. Yeah. Chris Jones, zero career playoff sacks, which is startling with just how good he has been. Uh, the majority of his career, but he has been injured and hamstringed. Uh, that's not the case. At least that we know of right now. Mm-hmm. He seemed pretty excited when he talked to the media on Friday. Chris Jones needs to be a one man wrecking crew for the chiefs to go far. Frank Clark needs to be playoff Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew needs to be that ball hawking playmaking safety that, Oh, I don't know is asking for a massive contract extension this off season. If the chiefs are going to go on a run, we can talk about all the role players. We can talk about the Nick Boltons and the Melvin Ingrams and the luxurious needs. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Those guys got to show up too. But if the Chiefs are going to win a Super Bowl, the stars have to play like stars. And I'll tell you what, if they do, a couple of these guys are going to cement their status as Chiefs legends. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. I think the thing that's kind of um, similar for two of the three guys, maybe not all three, I think Chris Jones is is locked up financially when it comes to his contract. But... Frank Clark is in the midst of a contract restructure season, right? Because, like, next year you got to pay your strong safety or your free safety. you got to think about what you're going to do with Frank Clark. Uh, Melvin Ingram is a guy that you either have to think about bringing back or maybe you let him walk, depending on how far and successful you are in this season. But when it comes to those three guys, I can't, I can't disagree with any point. One, you know Chris Jones is pissed because he's one. he was one sack away from a $1.25 million payday. He got which, asked about that Friday, by the way. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was brutal. I mean, it's just that's got to be so just infuriating that you're just one away. Um, does Chris Jones know that he doesn't have any sacks in the postseason? Probably. Does he need any fuel to get to that, that fire? Not really. And the thing about this is this is the type of game that can get all three of these guys 
in the groove. Because one thing I think we've seen from Tyron Matthew this year is that he's having trouble going vertical. Like, he's having trouble going covering downfield. Like, I get it. It's It can't just all be put on Dan Sorensen, and it can't all be put on the the other side of, of, of Mike Hughes and all these guys. Tyron Matthews got to step it up too. And there's been some, there's been some plays in that Cincinnati game. It was noticeable that that Tyron Matthew was off a little bit. And, and that was a game in which we saw this defense bleed a lot uh, for the first time in the first six weeks of the season. When it comes to Frank Clark, I can't say anything differently about Frank Clark because he's been what he's been in the playoffs every single year. This type of game is a game where this sleeping giant can awaken because when you play a team that has a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger, it's not hard to get him off his spot. And Ben Roethlisberger is not a guy that throws the ball 35, 40 yards downfield anymore. He's going to try. It just may not happen. Like, he's going to try to hit Deontay Johnson one or two times, 25, 30 yards down the field, and it's either going to sail out of bounds or it's going to be underthrown or overthrown because he just doesn't have that anymore. And that's that's not necessarily a, a disgraceful shot at Ben Roethlisberger it's just that time is undefeated and it waits for no man and it eventually runs out on you and what Ben Roethlisberger really likes to do is he likes to throw the ball 36 37 times for a total of 212 yards he wants a nickel and dime you today and that's what they're gonna do and that's why Najee Harris had a sneaky decent year it wasn't a great year for him it was a good great inefficient inefficient ton of volume a lot of checkdowns a lot of catches he had like 90 receptions this year because all of them were within seven yards Najee Harris and this is what fantasy football does to people yeah Najee Harris was a great fantasy football running back because of volume as an NFL running back he was 3.9 average yeah he was 3.9 a carry he's a lead back he had no competition in Pittsburgh And then you have guys like Chase Claypool, who Chase Claypool, we're going to see this today. They're going to try to have him run that six, seven yard flare, stop, back shoulder catch. That's what they're going to try to do to you all day. I promise you, Ben Roethlisberger will throw the ball 30 times. He'll have over 30 attempts, but he won't have over 225 yards because they just can't spread the field. And one thing that that does for this Chiefs defense, for like you said, for the stars to shine bright, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, that means Tyron Matthew can play up and aggressive in press coverage. Chris Jones can bull rush all day because Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be able to move like Burrow and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson can. And Frank Clark's going to be able to rush off that edge. And here's the other thing. This is an offensive line that this Chiefs front six can absolutely destroy because there's two things the Steelers have to fix in the offseason. That's offensive line and quarterback. And what is one thing that this Chiefs defense can do is they can eat on the flesh of a bad quarterback and a bad offensive line because they can't protect Ben Roethlisberger, who is an aging quarterback who's potentially playing in his last game as the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers and as a quarterback in the AFC. And I think this is one of those games that you need for this defense to get that, as Travis Kelsey would say, to get that swagger back. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about two things, right? We're talking about this game versus the the Steelers tonight versus playoffs as a whole. Right. Tonight... I'm just, I just, I mean, I, I don't want to downplay this game and just give the the Steelers absolutely no respect, but this is like, this is a bottom 10 team in the NFL that was able to will their way into the playoffs because they have a great coach and they got some lucky breaks down the stretch. Right. It's reality. This playoffs as a whole though. Right. Like, uh, let's just go through these guys one by one. I want to start with Frank Clark because Frank Clark for a, as much consternation has been made about him and his time and his salary and everything that's happened off the field with him, he has showed up when the Chiefs have needed him to. This stat blew my mind. I saw somebody share this on Twitter last week. 
Frank Clark has 11 career postseason sacks. That is fifth in NFL history. Yeah. Only Willie McGinnis, Bruce Smith, Terrell Suggs, Reggie White have more career postseason sacks than Frank Clark with 11. He gets one more. He's tied with Reggie White for fourth. He gets two more. All of a sudden, he's in third place by himself. Now, I don't know if he's going to get that because he had, what, four and a half sacks this season. So I don't know what we're going to get from Frank Clark, but I'll tell you this, Dusty. If I was making, what is the, what's the salary? What's the cap number for Frank Clark? $25.8 million. Big. I don't know how I how motivated I would be on a week-to-week basis to go out and really just work my ass off because my bank account, that direct deposit's hitting, I'm feeling pretty good about life. Yeah. At this point, you know what I would care about if I were Frank Clark? Legacy. I want to be remembered. I got the money. I'm set for life. I want to be remembered as a legend. And, and, and I don't, again, I don't think this is hyper, hyperbole. If Frank Clark goes out, if the Chiefs go on some sort of Super Bowl, and if they just get to the Super Bowl, if this guy racks up two, three, four sacks across that run, I mean, that would be a great individual performance. He's a Chiefs legend. Yeah. Like He might be a Chiefs ring of honor player if Frank Clark closes out this season with a great postseason run and, and racks up three or four more sacks, and the defense, in turn, helps lead the Chiefs to a win or two. I think he was a Chiefs legend the minute he interviewed with James Palmer after they beat the Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship game when he says, we kicked their door down, we took their stuff. Well, he didn't say stuff. And, what did he uh, say? You know what he said. It rhymes with uh, spit. Anyways, um, I will say this, and then, and then we'll move on, but I, I will say this. When it comes to the playoffs and it comes to Frank Clark, the reason why he's so high up there is probably because every team he's played on has either gone to the Super Bowl every year he's been on that team or made a deep playoff push. Same with all the guys ahead of him, McGinnis, White, all those guys, Smith. They were on teams that went into long playoff runs, and they were successful because of their playoff play as well. But when we come back, Melvin Ingram, he he understood the message from Andy Reid. This guy who's playing today, they didn't get the message. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. You just could bring yourself to side with Baltimore. Is that it? Because of the division rival. Yeah, that too. And um, just, just, just looking at you know, I'm curious to see how they're going to be this year. You know, uh, happy Sammy Watkins, and you know how they how they're going to use him and throwing the ball and stuff like that. Uh, Lamar's a really a heavy run offense. You know, with the backs that he has, and that's just you know, that's just point being facts. You know, uh, his number one target was Andrews, is a tight end, and uh, I think, you know, it just seeing KC and like, bro, Andy Reid was just calling me and then he was sending me the Brody oh. trophy pictures like constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, and, and it, we had a good talk. So it, it would have been KC after the Steelers. Hey, hey, Coach Reid was sending you Lombardi trophies. Yeah, like yeah. pictures of the Lombardi. <laughs> like texting to me, like walls, like walls, like trying to make a decision and, and I have so much respect for you know him and his team so yeah that audio was uh obviously Juju Smith-Schuster and Michael Irvin you're listening to 610 Sports Radio's Sunday playoff wild card weekend bonanza with Nick and Dusty and Grant on 610 Sports Radio one thing I can say from that audio is that both of those guys have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> Because I will say this. Can you elaborate on that a little yeah, bit? Michael Irvin's bold prediction in tonight's game is that Ben Roethlisberger will throw for 383 yards plus tonight. Wait, he, he took the over on 383. He said he'll throw for at least 383 plus yards passing tonight. That is was he, his bold has prediction. Has he done that this once morning. this year? Well, he picked the Chiefs to lose earlier on uh, this year, and then the Chiefs went on a 1-8 straight. Okay, um, so let's just let's just go ahead and do some inventory here. Uh, yeah. Ben Roethlisberger accomplished that feat precisely zero times. Yeah, his best game season. was against the Chargers when they lost in overtime on that crazy Sunday night game that you couldn't go to bed because it was too good. They came back, and the Chargers let him play with them, and then it was 41-37, I think, was the final score in that game. But the thing that's interesting about this is that we're starting to see this, Nick, in the NFL season, and that is – the Chiefs have built their foundation. Like, they have everything is set in stone with where they want to go with certain pieces. They're just always, like, one piece shy every single year. And I think last year they were offensive line. Um, they were missing an offensive lineman or two last year, obviously, as we watched that that Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. And then the year before that, they were missing an edge rusher because they went out and got Terrell Suggs. And the thing that's interesting is that the Chiefs can go after these veteran guys because they have guys like Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, 
et cetera, et cetera. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong. And they kind of joked about this in this conversation with Juju Smith-Schuster and Michael Irvin that Andy Reid was sending me pictures of, of the Super Bowl trophy. Like, I don't know how many, how, how many Super Bowl rings does Juju have. Like zero? Wait a minute. As many as many sacks as Chris Cara, Jones has in Carry the, the seven. I'll yeah. look it up. I'll look it up. Don't sweat. Okay. Yeah. Will you get the interns on it? Yeah, I think okay. you can probably Thank figure you. this out real fast. So to kind of have that mockery of, oh, yeah, he was begging me to come, and I didn't want to go to Baltimore because his leading target was Mark Andrews last year. Well, that that's accurate because that happened again this year. Um, and then you're worried about Sammy Watkins, who hasn't played a full season since ever. And then you want to talk about how you didn't come to the Chiefs because you just felt like you could have a better role in, in Pittsburgh. Now, granted, I'm not going to let the injury be an excuse to say why he didn't have the numbers that he wanted, but it's kind of interesting to see that players that kind of take this Andy Reid conversation because a few years ago we go back to the Terrell Suggs one. Baltimore was in the midst of, of making a deep run in the playoffs, and, and Andy Reid calls Terrell Suggs and says, hey, man, let me – let me hand the phone off to, to this guy. And then Patrick Mahomes gets on the phone and says, hey, we'd, you know, we'd love to have you. You don't need to really be a, a huge locker room presence. You can just come in here, possibly get another ring. And, and, and then we saw Terrell Suggs in the parade hold up another trophy. And he got to add that to his collection and probably got some sort of incentive and bonus by coming to this team and, and getting a Super Bowl and, and winning a Super Bowl. And he wasn't even necessarily the, a huge part. But there were times in that season where you saw Terrell Suggs become – something on this defense to give them help. We fast forward the clocks this year in the offseason. Everybody was like, oh, I think Melvin Ingram would be a good piece. And Melvin Ingram goes to the, to the Steelers. And then we hear what, what Tomlin had to say about Melvin Ingram as he was saying, you know, he's, you know, we, he, we don't need these guys to be hostages on this team. And if they want to go somewhere else and they can go, you know, they can go play, you know, somewhere else and go play effectively there. Since Melvin Ingram has been on this team, has this defense not been what now take away these last two weeks. But again, in that Denver game, why did the Chiefs win that game? Explain to me why they won that game. And I'll tell you why. No one person wins the game. No one play wins the game most of the time. But the Chiefs won that game because Melvin Ingram rocked Melvin Gordon. And then Nick Bolton picked that ball up and went straight to the end zone. That's why the Chiefs won that game. And the Chiefs didn't have to play their best game against Denver to win that game. They just needed one play to strike the house, and they did that. And Melvin Ingram, since he's been on this team, has done exactly that, and he's given Juju Smith-Schuster a pure, plain example of what veteran leadership can do on a team that doesn't need a loud voice, doesn't need a spark like that. They just need somebody to be consistent and stable in this system. Can I, can I submit a proposal right now? Please. He is no longer Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, yeah, you found out, yeah. Well, I found out courtesy of you. Blew my mind this morning. You want to tell the people what his real name is? So, uh, Dusty informed me that... Check this out, Grant. The birth name of Juju Smith-Schuster, John Sherman Smith-Schuster. John Sherman. So, at some point in his life, somebody said, Hey, John Sherman, line up. He goes, hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) I go by Juju now. Yeah. How about this? Until further notice. How about, how about this? I'll even I'll, I'll put a, a barometer on it here. A threshold he has to cross. Yeah. Give me one. Give me one one thousand yard season, and you can go back to being Juju. Yeah. But until that point, you're John Sherman. You are John Sherman Smith Schuster because mm. the one time John Sherman had his name is my name too a Pro Bowl year. The one time he did it. John 2018. Smith-Schuster. You know who else was on the the uh, the uh, Steelers that year? Oh, peak Antonio Brown. Yeah, peak Le'Veon Bell. 
So, <laughs> or was he playing? I'm not. Listen, I'm not. Listen, if if John Sherman calls Andy Reid and says, "Hey, I, I I'd love. I'll take a discount. I'll come play in Kansas City." I'm not going to lie here. I, of course, I would love to have him as as a second wide receiver, a third option in this pass attack. But even if he does sign with the Chiefs, he's John Sherman. Yeah, and that's just way it's going to be. And I think that's the the issue that you see with with Juju is that he went back to Pittsburgh. He liked the scheme in Pittsburgh, and the scheme hasn't worked in what Pittsburgh. What scheme? The scheme that has you running four-yard slant routes that got with a quarterback hurt. who can't get it to you on time or on target? And the routes that he ran is why he is hurt, because he, if you remember the play, he caught like a quick slant and then just got absolutely blown up, and it was his shoulder, and he went out for the season. And which is something weird because now we're seeing season. No, there's no such thing as there's no such thing as season ending injuries anymore. Uh, We thought Cam Akers was a season ending injury. We thought Derrick Henry was a season ending injury. We thought Juju Smith Schuster was a season ending injury. Season ending injuries have been canceled. Isn't there somebody for the cancel culture strikes again? Yeah. Well, you get hurt. It should be called regular season. Chris Godwin is the. The sole exception to this new rule, because mm. I think he actually is done for yeah, the season. He blew his knee out. He's He is done, unless he could play. Like Cam he, Akers tore his Achilles, and back. he came back five months later. Yeah, and I think as we go back to this before we hit a break, is I think the one thing that's very interesting about when it comes to where you can be successful at the end of your NFL career, and I don't think the end of Juju Smith-Schuster's career is, is now, but it's definitely not looking great the last couple of years because you said the last 1,000-yard season he had was in 2018, and the way the offenses are built in the NFL, 1,000-yard receivers are, are dime a dozen nowadays. Like, you're, there's receivers that it's get 1,000 It's just a nice yards round out. number that we right. talk about because Correct. it makes it, oh, wow, he got it to 1,000. Yeah, now it's like if you get to, like, 1,200, it's like, ooh, okay, now you're an elite field, like Travis Kelsey yeah. and Tyree Kill and those guys. But the thing about Smith-Schuster is that he's perfect example of ego couldn't put, be put aside. Melvin Ingram never came to the Chiefs in the preseason, never came in the first week of the season, played six weeks in Pittsburgh, realized he didn't like it there, tried his options out, came to Kansas City, new place, new face. Guess who's going to be probably calling the coin toss today alongside the Steelers? Not going to call it because they're the home team, but he'll be out there representing the Chiefs against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And guess what? Now you get a little bit of extra juice. And oh, by the way, you're playing a team that you used to play for that didn't want you. And now you're on a team that does want you that you want to play for. And maybe, just maybe, you got a damn good chance of winning the Super Bowl because they're the AFC favorite still, have been, and will be until they lose. They'll be the AFC favorite to win the Super Bowl just below the Green Bay Packers as they are the overall favorite. And they got a little bit of extra something to go up against Pittsburgh. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Nick Schwartz with Grant Nicholson. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. It's the end of an era, the start of a new one. We'll explain it next. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. 
That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at hero.co. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can hit us up on the Jay's Toe Service text line. Jay's Southland Toe Service text line. A lot of people think it's the Jay's Northland Toe Service text line. That's a common misconception. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Nick Schwartz with Grant Nicholson. 913-576-7610. Let's go out to the 610 hotline. We got Big T from Shawnee joining us now on the show. Big T, what do you got for us, man? My guy. Hey, hey, man. Happy Playoff Sunday, Nick. Let's and go. Gary Werewolf and Grant, I appreciate you guys coming in and getting us a, a little pep rally and fired up for the game, man. I appreciate that. Uh, so, so you know, last night I made some steaks, so I'm taking the leftovers and I'm making a mm. big old pot of chili. I got it simmering right now. As Let's go. Speak. And you know what? Woo! How about Chris Jones? He got me fired up. Woo! Chris Jones, baby. You don't think that defense is coming to play? You know what? Uh, ben Rosberg, he was a great quarterback. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. That coach is going to be a future Hall of Famer. That defensive lineman, uh, uh, Watts, he's, he, he brings it. But let's get one thing straight, everybody. They're not beating the Kansas City Chiefs today. And here's why. They, Detro- they, they tied the Detroit Turd Tigers, everybody. Mm. They tied the crap Detroit Lions, everybody. Come on, man. Come on. And, and you know what? That, that, that terrible towel. I think that's the terrible turd towel. They can oh. shove it where the sun don't shine. Mm. Screw you, Pittsburgh fan. You better not show up at Arrowhead today because we're going to put a beat down on you. And as always, let's go cheese. Love it. Hey, love that stuff from our guy. Big T and Shawnee, I believe the uh, Chris Jones reference would have been uh, what we heard on Friday, speaking to the media. This is how Chris Jones's media availability on Friday ended. Let's go! Woo! Oh, man! Woo! Well, I hope he brings hey, that energy today. I like, I, like the, I like the end part there. Well, if he brings that energy today, he'll get his first career playoff sack. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, thanks, Brad G. Well, it's just, that, that's my favorite part is just like, Chris Jones literally just stormed out of the press conference. Okay, thank you, Chris. Yep. And moving on. Yep, that's just who he is, man. That's that's the that's the Chris Jones of old, man. That's the Stone Cold Jones, the hot cocoa dripping on the side. He's the one guy d- defensively that I just won't entertain any 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 notion that he's not going to be the Chris Jones that we've seen all season long. Another production may not be. As as otherworldly as you would expect from a guy like him, nine sacks. But if you watch. 
game in, game out, you see the force that he is on the interior of that defensive line. And honestly, had he been playing on the interior all season long, he may have had two, three more sacks. And getting 12 sacks, that's a that's a nice big number on paper. Nine's like, oh, single digits, okay, but... We saw the impact that he yeah, had. Yeah, I think year. the I think the wrist injury was a little bit more severe than people give it credit for for that position. I mean, you have to you have to push off like no other when you're a defensive end or defensive tackle, and it's hard to you know necessarily uh, kind of do that at a dominating rate uh, with that injury. But you were mentioning something as we went to break about uh, what we wanted to talk about here. Yeah, did you forget already? Because no, the way you looked at me, it's like. You mentioned, in speaking in super vague terms, you mentioned yeah. something about a, a thing no. that you wanted to talk about, no, and take the, it away, Nick. It's the end of an era, right? That's what you want to talk about? Do you really believe that there is any sort of era change going on here? or, or yes. Has the era already ended, man? Has the era of the old guard in the AFC, did that end with the departure of Tom Brady two seasons ago? I think that was the torch passing. I think I would have been a little bit more evident and a little bit more clear if Mahomes could have beat him in that AFC championship game, which he didn't. And then, and then Tom Brady goes on to, to beat the Rams in one of the most boring, probably one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever witnessed in my entire life. But I do believe that there are different eras that change because for a while only what four quarterbacks represented the AFC for it was like what, a, 12 it's like years. A, no, it was longer than that because it, it, was, it was Brady Roethlisberger Flacco for that one, one Flacco. And, then, and then Manning. And that was it. Yeah. Those were the only quarterbacks. I think it was like a 16 or 17 year span. Yeah, because it because Ben won two, Brady won six, Manning won two, and 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 then you got the Je- Flacco random Flacco one when just the lights snuck went in out. There. And, and we don't the, like to talk about that one. Right. And the way that you look at this is is if you remember the last time these two teams played at Arrowhead, if you remember they they had the delayed start because they thought there was going to be an ice storm of some sort, never ended up happening. But that's beyond the point. But the way this last game that they played in the playoffs at Arrowhead Stadium was Pittsburgh came in and they had a loaded team. Roethlisberger was still able to throw the ball downfield. Antonio Brown was peak Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Bell was that patient runner that just tore your defense apart because he got five yards of carry and always got a first down and they could just run the clock. And Boswell hit, what, like seven field goals to beat you and the Chiefs didn't allow a touchdown but still lost. And, of course, there was that that moment when we talk about Chris Jones where he got so hyped that he started puking on the field. I'll never forget that. And the thing about the Chiefs was is that they weren't quite there yet. Now, the next year they would go on and play the uh, Tennessee Titans and lose to Marcus Mariota and company, and that would have been the last game that Alex Smith played as the starting quarterback of the Chiefs. And then the new era began, and since then they've been AFC Championship game or Super Bowl which shows you that their era then began because they had their quarterback and their their starting quarterback for the future in Patrick Mahomes. When it came to that Chiefs team, though, they were surrounded by talent. They just were missing that one piece. And this isn't a knock on Alex Smith that he's not a good quarterback because he was a good quarterback, but he wasn't that quarterback. He wasn't the guy that could do it for you. He couldn't get you there um, and then obviously win that that big game for you. But we, but we, we know now that it's the other way around when it comes to the Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Chiefs are the one team and the one that's in control of the AFC narrative moving forward. Now, Cincinnati's on their way, but they haven't done it deep enough in the playoffs, and until that they can get to that AFC Championship game, we'll see. Buffalo last year, they had their chance. They got to the AFC Championship game, and then they were embarrassed. Like I, I, I get it that it wasn't the, the blowout that people might see, like the 45-10, to 10, 
But at the end of the game, it was their quarterback pouting, throwing a football into the defender's face and causing a riot, and then their coach acting like an ass clown at the end of the game in his interview. And now Buffalo is is on their run it back as they're going to try to get back to the AFC Championship game. But the Chiefs now are the team that are in the driving seat, and Pittsburgh's now that team that is loaded with talent. They just don't have the quarterback that can get them there because, as we've noticed and what we've heard from Ian Rappaport, is that Russell Wilson will be seeking his options in the offseason. A lot of people think that Aaron Rodgers could be tied to Pittsburgh, even though now Aaron Rodgers says he likes it in Green Bay and likes Devontae Adams, probably because he's going to win his second MVP and he's probably going to be in the NFC Championship game again. But the thing is, is that, yes, I think eras come to an end and eras also begin. And right now we're in the middle of what we would consider a Chiefs era because a lot of people look at the NFL. Windows are small. It's normally three years and then it's a rebuild. And then it's can you get back to that? And what the Chiefs are doing is they've been to the AFC Championship game. They've been to a Super Bowl. They've been to a Super Bowl. And now they're the two seed. And they're playing a Pittsburgh team that is technically the 14 seed, I guess, if you want to look at it. And the way that this Chiefs team is and the way that this Steelers team is, they've completely flopped from six years ago or so when this when that last playoff game happened. And you can see why because of the change in quarterback and the change of offensive talent. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, and we're going to talk to Shil Kapadia. He is a, a national NFL writer for The Athletic. We'll do that coming up here in about five minutes or so. We'll get his thoughts on tonight's game as well as uh, all the other action going on. Today, Bucks currently up uh, fourteen nothing. So and driving that was fun. <laughs> yeah. That was fun for. Is about... this the way you see the game going tonight, though? Just not really close. You know, I want to talk about that in a bit. I okay. I think the the first fifteen Chiefs must be present tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The we're gonna come down, look unstoppable for two drives, and I I, know, I understand. The first 15 Chiefs is not always indicative of what the next three and a half quarters are going to look like, but against this Steelers offense, you get up two scores, yeah. you make them chase points, this game is over. Right. It's the same way that, that it has been when you faced the Broncos twice this year. Get up by two scores, they're not going to be able to play from behind. That's how I feel. So, yeah, if the first 15 Chiefs show up, yeah, I could see it getting pretty ugly. And again, it's like... We know this team is built for these moments, and we can talk about the Steelers as a franchise, Tomlin as a coach, Big Ben as a quarterback. When you look at the big picture, you think, oh, model franchise, consistency, winners every year. It's fantastic. Now just do it for the last five years. Right. It's not the same picture. That's why, to me, the changing of the guard happened with Brady because as as good as Roth as good of a career as Roethlisberger's had, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. As great of a coach as Mike Tomlin is, they have not been the same team the last five years. I just I don't view them as being one of sort of the 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 teams or the franchises that comes to mind in the AFC. At least I haven't since the last time they were really making a playoff run, which was what two thousand sixteen. Right, I and, said. and I think they, they've mentioned this many times when they made the playoffs that Tomlin has had 15 straight winning seasons. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from that man because I think Mike Tomlin's one of the top five coaches in the NFL, but you look at what that division was as compared to what that division is. Cincinnati was not good for 13 of those 15 seasons. Baltimore got good in the last four years. Cleveland, give me a break. So for a lot of those years you're looking at a team in Pittsburgh that was getting two, four, five wins at ease out of all those six that they play that, that opponent multiple times. And then they're getting to play the AFC South winners, which is at times could be Indianapolis, but that was when maybe Manny was kind of on his way out of Indianapolis. But the thing about Pittsburgh 
is that they are a model franchise. When you think of football and you think of dynasties and great teams, you think of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now when you think of model franchise in the NFL, you think of the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Head coach, quarterback, and destination. One thing that's going to be different about tonight's game than the last time the Chiefs and the Steelers faced off, T.J. Watt going to be a full go. Don't know if you saw, had a pretty productive season. How does that change the equation for the Chiefs offense? We'll ask Sheil Kapadia, writer for The Athletic, when he joins us coming up next. This is 610 Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.